Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Just when you thought we were gone, we're back. We're here. We're back. We're the second one. We're the sequel. And just like usual, no one cares. <laughs> we should have called this up. <laughs> we should have called this uh like mixtape the sequel or something. Hey, uh I'm Jason Emmett. I'm KC Masterpiece. Pimp Daddy's Pink Dog. And Noah Body. Uh as you hear we're sans <laughs> we're there's and a Noah lot of just gave his sister the finger. There's a lot of flipping off going here. That's a there's a lot of love in that family. Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh we are sans too, although you'll probably hear him walk through here in a minute, but he is on his way out the door, so he will not be with us Thank tonight. God. So it'll be a better show, I think. Oh, it'll uh, definitely be a better show. Yeah, overall. Uh, so we had to take a hiatus. Uh, a lot of shit happened. A lot of shit. There were some uh, part-time jobs, <laughs> a couple of trips out of town, a wedding. Uh, things just got really crazy, and it actually prevented us from being here for a while. We knew that we weren't going to be here for a little mm-hmm. while. That mm-hmm. we were expecting. Um, but then there was just a, some discussion of ending the show, which we all... Figured we'll do that because we weren't getting any feedback. And we're like, you know, it's fine. We've all got lives. It's cool. And uh, then something really. <laughs> yeah, now something I remember why we ended the show. <laughs> uh, something really weird happened. Uh, people started listening. Yeah, listen <laughs> to all this. It was shit. really yeah. it was really weird. Um, our numbers like Kevin. spiked through the roof. I went in to like remove some stuff off the account. And I noticed our numbers had like suddenly shot up. Which was weird because we hadn't released a show in two months, and uh, it got even crazier. We started seeing that uh, people in different countries were listening. And uh, what countries would those be? Well, I'm glad you asked, Spanky. <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a pain in my uh, We started seeing downloads from across the globe: Japan, Bolivia, Argentina, Australia, Mexico, the UK, and even those crazy Canucks, our neighbors to the north, Canadians. The Canadians. Uh, it was really crazy. Um, I'm not sure why people started tuning in, but it was... Uh, uh, wait, did you say why people or white people <laughs> tuning in? <laughs> I'm not sure white people tuned in, no. <laughs> you have a very heavy black audience, right? let me tell you. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> that would be really cool. Uh, no, I don't know. If, if that's the case... Assalamualaikum. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. Um but the numbers just started spiking and it was weird. And I mean I know that happened with our last show years ago. You know, it just happens. But yeah. Uh, it kind of we were like, well, if, you know, if people want to listen, I mean, I don't know why you want to listen, but we'll yeah, keep but back doing then this it shit. was a little bit different scale. It was a lot different now. scale, yeah. But there were less podcasts back right. then. So mm-hmm. what we're saying is, listen to us because we've been doing this for a long ass time. Yeah, what, fifteen um, years. But it was really cool to see, and it, it, we decided, well, you know, we'll keep doing because we really enjoyed doing it. It's not a matter of we don't like doing; we love doing the show. Right. It's a lot of fun for us, but 
life can be a pain in the ass. And honestly, this was kind of a relief to everything. Yeah. 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 Not relief, release, really, whatever. Yeah, what you are listening to is our therapeutic sessions Yeah. via audio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we what? don't have to pay for a shrink. What yeah. he said. Um, but well, we do got to pay to drink, but go ahead. But since you guys are listening, we, <laughs> we want to hear from you. Like, seriously, we really want some feedback. Yes. Uh, and you can email us, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us over on Twitter, Facebook, and please, if you have a moment, leave us a, a review on whatever podcatcher you listen to. I don't, I don't know where you're at. And <coughs> you can catch us on Reddit now. You were discussing this with me yes, earlier. Yes, uh, we have just established a subreddit. So hop on down to the Mixtape Podcast. Uh, uh, sorry, our Mixtape Podcast. Our Mixtape Podcast? Our. Uh, uh, it's like R and then... Oh, like backslash. Reddit. Yeah, like for Reddit. R for Reddit, yeah. backslash. Yeah. Mixtape podcast. One word, mixtape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That throws a lot of people off. Yeah. I did that intentionally. It's mixtape, mm-hmm. not mixtape. But it throws, we'll get all that information and put it up on the on the page. <coughs> tonight, tonight we actually, we're going to come back with a bang. So I, I did a little uh, research into our most listened to episodes as I was on there and checking it out. And um 90s seem to be a big thing, and, and we're okay with that. We're, we'll probably do a lot more 90s as things go. Um, we're still going to talk. We're never not going to talk about the 70s and 80s. It's right. just going to happen. Um, but it's kind of cool because we actually had a lot of 90s idea shows lined up. So, mm-hmm. uh, But we're going to come back with a bang tonight. Uh, it's the 90s. You meet a girl or a guy. We don't judge. Hey, whatever. You know, Stu's not here. but <laughs> um, And you want to impress them, right? So you do what every teenager did in the 90s. You make them a mixtape. Now, you you youngins will never understand the pain of this thing. The, the now you're like, I sent you a Spotify playlist. That's not what we did. <laughs> That's we, bullshit. We had to, if you were lucky and had a dual deck, you could like put in a tape and hit record. Mm-hmm. But if not, you were just listening to Casey Case and waiting for the song you wanted. And you're like, record! Don't talk, you dick! You know, and you were hoping and you didn't talk to the damn song. me softly. <laughs> <laughs> that still doesn't No, your Casey Kasem got way worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we're we're going to present to you our 90s love song mixtape on the mixtape. It's a little meta there going on. Uh, each of us has, have selected six songs, and we would include these songs on tape, and we would present that tape to the love of our life. And we're going to give a brief explanation as to why we picked those songs. And, uh, you know, we'll make fun and all that good shit. But before we do, I actually I actually have news. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? I wonder if you think I people heard it. I hear through the headphone. Oh, my oh I forget. I forgot I got a bunch of fun shit here like this. I don't really like my friends. That's my favorite one, probably. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but we do have news, so let's uh, let's kick off some news, shall we? Bill Cosby. Yay. Okay. <laughs> He's being sued. He's being sued by uh, former Cosby Show actress Lily Bernard. Uh, I don't think she played a big part on the Cosby Show, but she was on it a little if bit. It's this, uh, if it's who I'm thinking, I don't know who. Glad I didn't recognize her, but that was a long time ago. It was like a short part. Um, the 84-year-old has been sued for sexual assault by actress Lily Bernard, who claimed she was drugged and raped by her mentor in 1990. Cosby, who was freed from prison earlier this year, maintains his innocence. Uh, she said, I have waited a long time to be able to pursue my case in court, and I look forward to being heard and to hold Cosby accountable for what he did to me. Although it occurred long ago, 
I still live with the fear, pain, and shame every day of my life. Um, she came forward as an alleged victim of, Co- of Cosby's years ago. Uh, she met with the once beloved actor on the set of the Cosby show where he offered to be her mentor. This gets a little weird. Uh, for her acting career. According to the lawsuit obtained by Yahoo Entertainment, Cosby looked upon Miss Bernard as if she were his daughter, emphasizing that chastity was a virtue, warned her of sexual pressures of Hollywood, and said she can call him daddy. And here's your pudding pop. Uh, During a mentoring (laughs) session at at, at a Trump Taj Mahal suite, go figure, uh, Bernard alleges Cosby made her a non-alcoholic beverage, but after drinking it, she began to feel symptoms of dizziness, an urge to vomit, and weakness. According to the document, she claims she went in and out of consciousness, awaking at one point to find Mr. Cosby naked on top of her. That is a sight right there. Uh, she remember feeling. Uh, she remembers telling Cosby no. Uh, the morning after the alleged rape, Bernard claims Cosby handed her money and secured her transportation back to New York. He then threatened to sue her for defamation if she went to the police. Ugh, um, it just really fucks with your well, head. For man. all of you who do not believe the allegations... There's just too many. There's way too many. I highly recommend the, sh- um, the podcast Chasing Cosby. You will change your mind. It's effed up. See, again, for you youngins in the room, you don't understand, like... How traumatic this was for all of us. Oh because, God, yeah. And I don't mean to. You know, it's way more traumatic for the victims, right? Oh yeah. But we grew up on the Cosby Show. We loved this show. Like it was this major hit, and now you can't watch it. Like you just can't do it. It's that like, was America's dad. It, he was like America's dad. Everybody. I, I can't eat Coke. I can't even watch Fat Albert anymore. Right. Right. And he was or picture pages. Yeah. Or kids mm-hmm. say the darndest things. Uptown Saturday Night. That he was, was a good movie. I mean, that show was, and and it sucks too because the Cosby Show was like a, a huge like positive mm-hmm. message to to black people in this country because it was like one of the first shows where we got to see like a black family who were like an upper. Yeah, uh, like he was a doctor. She was a lawyer. That, there was the Jeffersons, and that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it, and. It sucks because while it doesn't take away from the idea behind it, it nobody, you know, Malcolm yeah. Jamal Warner's talked about this, mm-hmm. like how shitty of a thing this was because it really it, it hurt a lot of their careers too, mm-hmm. and it's not fair because they didn't do anything. Right. But I think he's doing fine now. I think he's been on a couple things and I know Felicia. You're talking about Malcolm Jamal Warner or yeah, Bill Cosby? Malcolm Jamal Warner. Okay, right. Felicia Rashad is on in the Creed movies. So. Well, I'm sure Bill Cosby's been on a few things too. <laughs> <laughs> there was Todd. <laughs> there was Todd. <laughs> there was. <laughs> uh, yes, they're remaking the Lost Boys, and yes, I was upset until I saw who was in it: Noah Jupe and Jadine Marta. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but both of whom I actually like. I don't know who um, any of this before. It is coming 34 years after the original, totally awesome, and still holds up. 1987 film. I still and never Warner, seen Warner, Get out. Get the fuck. Get out. <laughs> get the hell out. Get out. And we if Stu leaves, here. he can drag your ass out for never seeing Lost Boys. Yeah. Hey, Stu. Fuck off for the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers is helming it. Jupe is best known for uh, the movie a Quiet Place, the two Quiet Place movies. He's the son in that. And uh, oh. was previously seen in Honey Boy and Ford versus Ferrari. Martell was in the movie It. Uh, the the it movies yeah. um, and Knives Out. Uh, John director Jonathan Entwistle, creator of the shows The End of the Fucking World and I Am Not Okay with This, is going to be helming it. And the script is being written by Randy McKinnon, 
who worked on the shows Grand Army and Chambers, and is also writing an ad- adaptation for DC Comics Static Shock. You did know they're making Static Shock. No, I didn't. Did I'm not know welcoming that. That's that awesome. Uh, here's the thing. I don't hate remakes, and everybody who knows me knows that, but I am of the mind that certain films cannot be remade and done justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like certain movies are a product of their time, and it's really hard to capture that again, and I felt like The Lost Boys is... You just don't have those kind of people anymore. So how are they going to do it if they don't have them? But if it's like one of those like soft reboots they've been doing where it's not a direct remake, but like they're just kind of rebooting the series, maybe give it its own story, not just try to tell the original right. story, but set it like tie it into the universe somehow, maybe set it in Santa Carla again. I'd be Santa Clara, not Carla. I'd be okay with that. I feel like I like the actors in it, and I'm, I've got some hope. So hopefully they don't just try to rehash the original because that won't work. It just One won't, thing I hate work. about Santa Clara. All the goddamn vampires. All the damn vampires, yeah. <laughs> he was great. Uh, now, remember how I just said certain films cannot be remade? Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to yeah. try anyway. <laughs> Sony Pictures Entertainment was reportedly been approached, has, uh, reportedly been approached by very famous people. That's all they'll say about retooling the classic 1987 story of stable boy-turned-pirate pr- Wesley, no, the no, Princess Bride. No. Fuck you, Hollywood, if you do this. This will be... This is I've already shit. said fuck you to Hollywood Now, if you ask Jamie Lee Curtis, who's married to the six-fingered man himself, Christopher Guest, and she said there can only be one true version of this film, Carrie Elwes, who portrayed Wesley in the movie, raised concerns that a reboot could damage the original version. I don't think that it would. Um, but... I think the problem is, you know, if you go back, there's actually a there's a book called As You Wish, mm-hmm. which is about right. the making of, and uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but who wrote The Princess Bride was always like, there's a really great story. He's like, I they wanted to make a movie, and I'm like, they can't. This is never going to happen. He's like, there's no Fezzik. He doesn't exist. And he said he was sitting in bed one night watching TV with his wife, and Andre the Giant came on the screen, and he sat up in bed and goes, grabbed his wife and said, that's my Fezzik. That's him. Yep. I've and heard I've actually heard this story. That's so. the problem though. It's like the characters are so good and they've talked a lot about like Princess Bride was the movie that should not have happened. And it's kind of it was kind of a mess that it did happen and that it worked. I just don't I think that it's a big mistake. The yeah. only thing that yeah. gives me joy about hearing that news is that it probably pisses Ted Cruz off. Okay, do your mic. Because he's a big fan. So. Bye. Actually, he came out and said something about it. Yeah, Ted Cruz yeah. was like, yeah, you can't do this. You got to talk into that mic, Mix. I can't. Oh, who's, sorry. On, who's on mic with him? You I think are. when I I'm sit into sure. the chair, I get I like think he's on his own. forces. I think he might be. No, he's, yeah, he's on his own, so I can turn him up a little bit. Okay. Cool. Is uh, this better? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Ted Cruz did come out and make some comments about it, though, that he, he thought it was a you bad idea. You mean Terry Cruz? No, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. That Ted Cruz. Yes. Why? Because he's a huge fan of the movie. Yeah. Be I surprised. Tankers, thanks. Um, so I got a little <laughs> bit more news, even though our news stuff ran out. Just to update you on a few of our uh, favorite artists dropping new albums coming out. Santana let a new album out on the 15th mm-hmm. called Blessings and Miracles. Check out the Wider Shade of Pale drop he did with Steve Winwood. Amazing. It is fantastic. Right. Uh, October 22nd, Duran Duran, Future Past is coming out. Elton John, The Lockdown Sessions. Okay. Uh, November twelfth, we have a new Clapton album, "The Lady in the uh, in the Balcony." Lockdown sessions. Uh, we have on November twelfth, Rod Stewart, "The Tears of Hercules," 
And on November 19th, we have Brian Wilson at my piano and Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Raise the roof. Okay. So there you go. And we got some uh, news. That's my news. I got anybody got any news? I got my news. Mm-hmm. I do want to state a correction. I mean, I effed up. I'm sorry, but earlier in the show, I said that this it was. This show? It, yeah, this show. It's been 15 minutes. I know. <laughs> I fucked up. I've been drinking. But I said. He's double fisting it. Uh, <laughs> and it's like uh, the Tony Relax Hefeweizen. Hey! We're shoe buddies. Simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I guess we're not shoe buddies. He's oh, like, shit. I am blue. All right. Man, my eyes are blue. Yep. I don't know what her problem She's is. She's a tonight. teenage girl. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> anyway, what'd you fuck up with? The subreddit for the mixtape podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been rock, rock, podcast. Sounds like somebody's been drinking out over there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, let's see. The subreddit, subreddit for the mixtape podcast is r backslash the mix underscore tape podcast. <laughs> it's so difficult in the yeah, world. You today, did much of that. Yeah. So check us out. Check us out. <laughs> I was just excited because we were both wearing checkered vans. That's all I'm saying. I was, was very exciting for me. Uh, so yeah. So what we did tonight is we decided that uh, we went out. The last episode we we did were the uh, movie theme songs mm-hmm. yeah. in the contest. But we like doing the 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 mixtape stuff. We like coming in here and bringing what we would bring to the table when we did the super groups episode we bring a lot of that stuff we did the halloween mu- uh, music episode and don't worry there'll be a halloween episode coming up here in a couple of weeks so right in time for halloween i won't be here for that we're recording what the hell? Tonight, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording it at the same time as this works for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> there he is um right. so like i said each of us selected six songs we would bad. include on a tape we represent to someone that we want to try to you know Get their interest in us. Um, to impress a lady. As you might have noticed, or noticed Stewie could not join us tonight, which is a shame because I was trying to figure out how he would cram six Motley Crue songs onto this list. <laughs> I wanted to make that joke so bad <laughs> earlier. <Did> you really? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, actually, the truth be told, because they were more 80s, but they were in the 90s a little. I, uh, I ran this by Stu the other day. I was like, I bet I could guess three of your songs. And... Uh, he liked all three of them, and he's like, hey, man, there's a good chance of making those on. So I figured Stewie, All My Life by Casey and JoJo. I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, Firehouse Love of a Lifetime and Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. And he heard one of yours, and he was like, damn it, because he would have went for that. <laughs> and we'll get there. But I figured we'd start off with uh, myself, because I had my list first, because I wrote it, so I, I had my list first. I have to wait for these guys. Um, but I figure before we do that, since Stewie's not here, just to, you know, just because c- we miss his presence in the room. Where'd my penis go? Now, now we <laughs> feel like he's here with us. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with my list, and we'll start with the first song that I would put on my mixtape list. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. Glad I got the nod of half acceptance. It's like, a fucking great song. It's weird that I'm getting angry at him at the part where she says, "If you're mad, get mad." <laughs> <laughs> the Pretenders, "I'll Stand by You," 1994, uh, from their sixth studio album, 
Last of the Independent. Uh, the song was written by Christy Hind. Christy Hind. I said Christy. Christy Hind and uh, songwriting team of Tom Kelly and Billy Steinberg and produced by Ian Stanley. The song is a ballad in which the singer pledges Ludge. 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 I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> pledges love. That's my life. And faithful assistance to a loved one in times of personal darkness. Released on April 11th, 1994, I'll Stand By You reached the top 20 in several countries, including Australia, Belgium, Canada, Okay. All the people that listen to us. Uh, Iceland and the United Kingdom. Well, Iceland. We don't okay. have any Iceland. Is Bjork there? Bjork. Bjork. If you're there, Bjork. please come on the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yes, Kevin. I'm on the show. <laughs> that's my Bjork. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's like that's not bad. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> uh, no, you can be Bjork. I'll be, I'll be uh, tricky. Okay. Hello, uh, Kevin. Excuse me. I'm just... Just can I sleep, my can dog, I sleep on my your couch? Dress. Oh, I'm at the a small Christian Christian dress is at the cleanest right now. Just <laughs> the faces of the people in the room. <laughs> Does anybody even know who the hell Tricky is <laughs> besides no. me? He, I'll give you, have you guys seen The Fifth Element? Yes. Yeah. Okay, he's the little black dude that goes, I'm Corbin Dallas. Yeah. He used to rap um, a lot of songs, and him and Bjork are like besties for a long time. So, yeah. so you know the guy. Yeah. You know. There you go. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Iceland. <laughs> Reached number 16 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. The lyrics and music video would suggest I'm that... I said the sugar cubes. <laughs> yes, I like the sugar cubes. Oh, you're a fan. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Except what's with the crazy fucking giant teddy bear that like tries to kill people in your videos? Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been drinking. <laughs> If we did a vidcast... It's all we just a little bit of human behavior, you know. If we did a <laughs> Oh, I got that joke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, if we did a vidcast, we would totally do an episode of uh, videos that fucked with your head, and Bjork would be on there. It's an army and, and Tool, me. Sober by Tool. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails, uh, Closer. Yeah. Uh, it's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the lyrics and video would suggest the song is about being there for someone who you love no matter what. Uh, no matter what they're going through, even if they're not aware that you're there for them. So, there you go. I'm just going to go right into my second song. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Apparently, Bjork got brought up when I was talking about the pretenders. Yay, so, let's see what happens here. Got to show a little love for the cure. Uh, this song actually almost made my list. I love this song so much. I, lo I love this band so much, so that's kind of why choice. it worked for me. But uh, British rock band The Cure released as the second single from their ninth studio album, Wish, in 1992. Uh, in May 1992, the song was a worldwide hit, reaching number six in the UK and number 18 in the United States, where it also topped the modern, track, modern rock track charts. I can't say that. It also won the award for European Viewers' Choice for Best Music Video at the 1992 MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, Robert Smith, the song's primary writer, described it in 1992 as both a throw-your-hands-in-the-air, let's-get-happy kind of record and a very naive, happy type of pop song, which is weird for Robert Smith to say, but I appreciate it. Um, 
Originally written to be a slower song, during the writing process, Robert Smith became convinced that he had inadvertently stolen the chord progression from somewhere. He just didn't know where. And this led him to to a state of paranoia where he called everyone he could think of and played the song for them, asking if they had heard it before. None of them had. So he realized that the melody was indeed his melody. I just think that's, one, funny and two, cool. He's like, man, I think I stole this shit. <laughs> like, I don't think this is mine. Where most most artists are like, no, it's totally mine. No, theirs goes, da-da-da-da-da-da. Mine goes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Fuck you, Ben Eyes. He's a Twatosaurus Rex. Oh, what? Twatosaurus Rex. Okay. He's kind of a loser. I like him better now than I did when he was famous. <laughs> All right, so we'll go right into my next song. You're going to like this one. Maybe. Or you hate this one. I never know with you, but that's okay. Uh, here we go. Ooh, I like Good okay. choice. Who can hit it? Be with Go for it, ready? Can't do it. <laughs> the face. <laughs> I look like I, I imagine that's what I look like when I orgasm and take a shit. <laughs> that's my shit face, sorry. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Maybe it's a little A and B Mr. Big to be with you. Uh, it was released in late 1991 as the second single from their second album, Lean Into It. The song reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks and topped the charts in 11 other countries, including Australia, Canada, Germany, and New Zealand. Written and composed by Eric Martin during his teen years with guitarist Paul Gilbert, contributing to its melodic arrangements later on. Writing credit is also given to David Graham, a songwriter working for the label at the time. The lyrics were inspired by a girl Martin knew when he was younger. <clears throat> this is my, I don't i don't know what he sounds like, but <clears throat> this girl had a lot of boyfriends who treated her like shit. And I wanted to be the knight in shining armor. Wanted to be her, with her. <laughs> no, he didn't want to be her. He wanted to be with her. <laughs> but she wasn't having it. It never came to play. And so he wrote the song. It's good for him. <laughs> I've been drinking. I need like four more. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything either. Well, I did. We had a chili cook-off at work today, but I haven't eaten since then. I ate a lot of chili. Sounds good, actually. <laughs> chili does uh, sound good. good. It was pretty good. Hey, don't you work for Skyline, no. home of Cincinnati not Chili? Anymore. No, not he does anymore. not. Oh, you're I a Gold Star man. Okay, ago. I get you. All right, Gold Star. Ew, that would be funny gross. if Gold Star recruited your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like they could we made like, him a better offer. Like, he's like, I'm leaving you fuckers. They gave me a better offer at Gold Star. Nah. Chili burgers? Richard's is where it's at. Meanwhile, everywhere across the world, they're like, what the fuck is Gold yeah, Star Skyline right. and Richard's? <laughs> so I'll teach, teach you guys. We've talked about Look it before on Cincinnati, the show. Cincinnati, Ohio. That's yeah. all yeah. that needs to be we said. Can, we can tell you a little something about uh, Cincinnati, guys. All you got to know is, is all of it is gross. <laughs> Boom! This is the one state, well, not the one state, but one of a few states where we can play cornhole and have a three-way and it not be anything dirty exactly. at all. It's a family <laughs> event. Yeah. Because, you know, most pe- places don't call it cornhole. 
They call it beanbag. Beanbag toss. Literally. So no, it, it's cornhole. You know, I should film a family eating three <laughs> ways and playing cornhole and film it for um, Pornhub. I should do that. That should be my goal in life. I mean, um, I don't. Playing uh, cornhole and having family, a three-way. You just said family, which would uh, suggest children, and you're <laughs> creeping me the fuck out. Yeah, that's what I got. It, it's um, not going to be creepy. Okay, so. It's just going to be a family hasn't event. left, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's the chair I'm in. I'm in Stu's it's position, not, and it's giving me Stu weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me the Stu. That is what every girl he's ever dated said. He gave me the Stu weirdness Get yourself night. checked. <laughs> every girl he's been with said, said something about the Stu yeah, position. Yeah, both of them. That's weird. <laughs> I don't think he listens to, to this show, so I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he does. Uh, next song. You look confused. No, I know the song. Oh, I hope so. I mean, you can't name a single other fucking thing they did. I'm so glad that's what you pulled out because I saw you digging around in your pants. And I'm not going to explain that. Let hear what they hear. Love is on the way. Can you name the band, KC? No. No, you can't. Can you name the band? No. Don't even look at me. <laughs> I was going to. Uh, Saigon Kick. That's Saigon right. Kick, yeah. Uh, 1992, recorded by American Guitar Glam Band, if they say so. Saigon Kick for their second studio album, The Lizard. Uh, unlike the rest of that album, this song is recorded in a straightforward acoustic power ballad way. This is one of those interesting songs. I was having this conversation with, I think you, really? recently, and we'll get to it in a second. But okay. I think it was you, maybe not. Um, anyway, the song was written and produced by lead guitarist and backing vocalist Jason Beeler, and is Saigon Kick's only hit in the U.S. Billboard 100, where it peaked at number 12. The single was also certified gold by the RIAA on March 18, 1993. Beeler wrote this song about living in the moment of love. Oh, It was more evoking a mood than it was a specific story, he said. <laughs> in, uh, in a 2014 interview. Anyway. The whole thing, including the lyrics, was written in one or two like passes over a micro cassette recorder. What is this voice you're using? It's it. That's I was doing. I was doing Jason Beeler or Justin. Whatever the fuck his name is. Justin Bueller. Jason. I don't. Beeler. Bueller. Beeler. Bueller. Um, he's sick. I uh, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I can't even remember the rest of that shit. So um, I hope it gets better. I just. Anyway, there's so. this this is an almost entirely completely acoustic song led by the acoustic guitar. There is no actual like drum beat in it. There's some like drum like hats and stuff throughout it, but there's no like rhythm. No percussion. Uh the song the song wasn't released as a single until radio station in Florida started playing it and the people started requesting it. The problem with the song is, and we've discussed this before, okay. I think it was you and I. It wasn't typical of no, I think it was you and I. I I think it was, maybe not. Might have been means too. Anyway, it wasn't typical for the band. This wasn't their usual sound. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we were having this discussion about Sister Christian and um, uh, Night Ranger and what that. You're giving me a weird look. I don't think it was me. I think it was so, too. So the problem is when a band releases a song like this and it becomes somewhat of a hit, but the rest of their stuff sounds nothing like it, it, it actually can hurt the band a lot. And the problem with this particular hit is the 
rest of the band wasn't happy about it. Like, they liked the song, but they were pissed off. And, of course, Beeler, who wrote the song, is like, man, what are you guys talking about? Like, it was a hit, mm. and it just allows us to create more music. But the rest of them, like, left the fucking band because they want to keep doing music like this. Smart move, Saigon Kick, or maybe you should just kept doing fucking music <laughs> like this. But, yeah, it's the same thing for Sister Christian. Like, that was a one-off, like... I think that song was written, again, I think by one of the guitarists, or I think the drummer maybe even uh, wrote it about his sister uh, growing up. And Me and you had this conversation well, I've a probably, couple weeks ago. Is that what It was you. It was when we yeah. were going to the record store. That's what it was. We Did were you going to, to the record store without me? Yeah. It yes. Wasn't, you didn't miss but, anything. Yeah. No, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. I still wanted to go. You didn't miss anything. They it was right shit. after your homecoming. They didn't have shit. We were lying. Oh, yeah, no, never mind. Never mind. I know what you're talking about. Speaking of which, I, I tried, man. He put up a damn Devo album at Main Street, and I tried to get my hands on it because it, it was a good... It wasn't Whip It, but it was uh, Girl You Want and shit like that. Yeah, actually, no, Whip It. But anyway, somebody beat me to it. But Yeah, so we were talking about Sister Christian and the fact that that's not what... like That's the only song anybody knows really by Night Ranger, and it's... Everybody talks about it, but that's not what the re- the rest of their song sounded like, and that was much like "Love Is on the Way" by Saigon Kid. So it actually ended up destroying the band, if you think about it. But it was their only hit. So mm-hmm. interesting enough, it kind of has like a, a Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose sort of thing. Oh going. God, no! He sings way better than Axl Rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way better. Look, I will be the first to tell you that Guns N' Roses have some good songs, mm-hmm. but I will never tell you that I think Axl Rose is a good singer. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not a good person. To no, be no, oh my God. really bad person. I think we've no, had a whole no. discussion he, about this on the show. He's one in a million. Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He brought it back. I don't but get um, it. Well, that's the song we talked about that in the inappropriate song see, episode. You know this is pure. Oh. Where he drops the N-word like every that, other. That is a song <laughs> from Guns N' Roses. I sound like All right, movie. here's my next song. <laughs> and moving on. If you can only see If You Can Only See by Tonic, released in April 1997 as the third and final single from the band's debut album, Lemon Parade. The song is Tonic's most successful and has been described as rock radio's most played song of 1997. Mm. A number one hit on the U.S. Billboard mainstream rock tracks chart and reached number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 airplay chart where it spent 63 weeks. In Australia, the song peaked at number 20. And spent 26 weeks in the top 50. In Canada, the song peaked at number 18 on the RB, RPM. You guys need to tell me what RPM means. The RPM top singles chart. Not you guys. I meant the Canadians. One of you guys let me know what uh, that what stands for. Come on, Canucks. And topped uh, the Alternative 30 chart, ranking number 42. Uh, tonic lead vocalist Emerson Hart. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that word is. Luke. And I'm pretty fucking smart, and I don't know what elucidated is. Elucidated? Elucidated? Elucidated the meaning of his song. He stated that he had been in a relationship with... This is really cool. 
good for you, uh, Emerson. He'd been in a relationship with an older woman, yeah. and that his family did not approve of the relationship. And this she was eighty. Was <laughs> 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 I mean, you say that, but like I was looking at pictures of Julie Andrews recently, and she's still gorgeous. You know, Linda Carter. I know she's not eighty, but she's in her seventies. Yeah, still but look good. Uh, Julie Andrews is in her eighties. She give me a spoonful of sugar. She looks great. Yeah. And I tweeted about Kylie Minogue today. Now, she's only 53, but she has no right looking that good. Mm-hmm. Just saying, Kylie. My she can blow my slide whistle. I was say, that's the locomotion oh, for God. I love Kylie Minogue. I can't get her out of my head. <laughs> Why did I come back? Why did you come back? <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I really couldn't think of any more lyrics. So I was not doing a good eye. Thing. You know, hey, Mr. Kata. Uh, anyway, he wrote the song about the fact that his family didn't approve of him dating an older woman. Because she was in her 80s. In another interview, however, Hart said, when I was 21 or 22, I was in love with somebody who my mom did not feel was a good fit. So my family disowned me for about three years. And the last conversation I had with my mother was when I was, when I, was, when I was home, I'd say, if you could only see the way she loves me, maybe you would understand. I just wrote that song after that phone call, literally, in a matter of minutes. My heart is breaking. My my heart will go on. <laughs> <laughs> I should hit, hit myself for that. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Did you ever just... <laughs> you Do know, it. Hit yourself. Okay. But you know that I'm... <laughs> You know that I'm about to go on a weird tangent when I just look at you like this. Did you ever just want to hear Grover sing My Heart Will Go On? Near Far <laughs> All right, everybody. Can it be an Elmo and Grover duet? Yeah, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, now you're Yeah, but Grover or he has to do the near far part. <laughs> or Grover and Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> uh, here's my next song, and you guys won't know this. And if you do, uh, it's cool. I, I don't know if you will, but I love this song. Uh, what's funny, <laughs> this is not going to be funny to anybody. So I label these songs when I download them. I download them a certain way, and I put letters on them so I know what order they go in. And this one's AF. So just I'm like, I'm like, F as fuck protection. Sorry, it's funny to me. I'm going to cut that out. Is it weird that I recognize like the background music more than I do like the lyrics? Yeah, that's like every '90s porno movie ever <laughs> no, made. No, in the background. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Protection by Massive Attack and featuring Tracy Thorne on vocals. Uh, it's a collaboration between Massive Attack and everything but the girl singer Tracy Thorne. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with everything but the girl. You are. You you probably know some everything but the girl songs. You just don't know you do. And you probably know some Massive Attacks, too. You just don't know you do. Uh, it appears on Massive Attack's second studio album, Protection. Uh, from 1995, released as a single on January 9th, 1995. The song reached number 14 on the UK singles chart, staying on the chart for four weeks, and also peaked at number 27 in New Zealand. <coughs> uh, the song contains samples taken from 
well, this might be why. Song contains some samples taken from the payback by James Brown, namely the hi hat bass figure that drives the beat and the recurring wah wah guitar chord. Uh, music writer James Masters Masterton noted the velvet tones of Tracy Thorne, adding that the result is an instant top twenty smash. Um, you might have heard the song. Well, I guarantee you guys have heard the song because it actually plays in a scene of Hackers. So that's the first time I ever heard it was in Hackers. So um, those are the songs I put on my list. I did have a couple honorable mentions. It was hard for me. Um, these three. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish only want to be with you. I, I just kind of didn't make my list because while I that, like that them, was honorable on mine. Yeah, I like them, but it, they're not just like I wanted to go a little more my stuff. Um, Brian Adams, Sting, and Rod Stewart, all for love. Feel you again. Honorable mention on mine really as well. Really difficult not time not putting that on there. And then uh, Van Halen's "Can't Stop Loving You." Gotcha. So that was mine. We're next going to go into Senior Spank Dogs. Oh God, Senior Spank Dogs. <laughs> oh, I, I love the nickname. Oh, well, he has a lot of nicknames. Who do you think nicknamed him Spanky Z Monkey? Spanky Z Monkey. Spanky Z Monkey. Because he's Spanky Z Monkey. Because he's Spanky Z Monkey. Now's the time on Sprockets with the dance. Do, do, do. do you want to touch do my monkey? Do you want to touch my monkey? Bad monkey. <laughs> this is a skit from Saturday Night <laughs> Live. Saturday Live. Live. Just in case you want to take a look on YouTube. Just now is the time on Sprockets with the dance. Yeah. Do, oh, do, do. <laughs> uh, God, I missed you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I forgot. I don't know enough fucked up people, and I just don't fit in. <laughs> Welcome to the club, brother. <laughs> what? Uh, the first song on Spanky's list we've heard on this show more than once, um, and that's okay because it fits. In fact, I think we heard it on the last episode. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, we did. Cause I don't want to miss a thing. Uh, don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. We've talked about this one before, but nineteen. This was the nineteen ninety eight song performed by American rock hard band Aerosmith for the fifth for the film Armageddon. Mr. Your Potter. birthday film. It was not originally on Air. Uh, it was not originally an Aerosmith song. It was actually intended to be sung by Celine Dion, which we have talked about before too. But it ended up in the hands of Aerosmith, and well. They made it their own and knocked it out of the fucking park, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it debuted at uh, number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, giving the band their first, and weird, oddly enough, their only number one single in their home country. Isn't that weird? I mean, for as long as Aerosmith's been around and for as many songs as they've... With as many hits as they've had. This is their right. only number one hit. That's bullshit. On At least on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Which, by the way... Can you do that? I'm kind of a girl. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything derogatory, but women could have actually opened that better than I could. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not, I apologize for the girl thing. I don't. Anyway, you did a shitty job of opening it. At least I got it open. I've actually started putting an episode of the show together. That, uh, I was telling uh, Melissa about the other night. but um, Who's Melissa? My lady friend. Why did you say that as if you didn't know? I mean, do you they, want me to put you on the spot? Know, though. Guess who went on a date Wednesday night? <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> it's me! 
<laughs> and we think she liked him. I think she liked Oh, yeah, there's definitely something wrong with her then. Until I send her a link to the show. Anyway. I was going to say, is she brain damaged? Yes. No. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I we mean, we, we still love you, but I mean, is she brain damaged for her? Just, you know, Look, said. you're married. He brought a girl. I'm dating someone. It just goes to show there's someone for every fucked up person in the world. This is true. <laughs> this is why I log yeah. on to AsylumSeekers.com. Asylum. Wow. AsylumSeekers.com. <laughs> Get your freak on with some freaks. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Yeah. Get your freak yeah. on. <laughs> AsylumSeekers.com. All right, Kev. On. Come on. We got to make an app. Yeah. <laughs> right? Totally. <laughs> right. I mean, they have farm- farmers only and Christians mingle. Mm-hmm. J date. There you go, Lexi. <laughs> Get on there. You might find a decent boyfriend. Wow. Ooh. There's some flipping off going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, quiet again. No, but I'm putting together an episode <laughs> where I'm going to like give you guys an artist and then I'm gonna try to see if you guys can tell me their biggest hit. Okay. According to the billboard charts. All right. Okay. And I've got a couple already put together, but it's gonna be more interesting than you think because you're gonna want to like yell out songs that would make sense only to find out that they're not that they have bigger hits so it's kind of cool but unfortunately this was Aerosmith's only number one hit in this country uh, the That's song weird. stayed at number one for four weeks from September 5th to September 26, 1998 it also peaked at number one for multiple weeks in several other countries including you understand that I know you guys are listening now so I keep naming all the other countries (laughs) (laughs) Australia, Iceland and Norway in the United Kingdom it sold over one million copies so why did you pick this song? Yo the Netherlands I got family over there where y'all at? Where y'all at? Why? Yeah, your family don't listen because we didn't have any yeah, from the Netherlands. We're all over in Amsterdam at the coffee shop. Apparently. <laughs> Can't say as I blame them. I mean, I see you guys vaping, but what are you vaping is the question. Hmm? <laughs> You're no. vaping the devil's lettuce. No. No, all right. no they're not. Could be. It doesn't do anything for me. Literally. You're lucky. I'm lucky? You're very lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky that weed doesn't affect me, that I can't get high. Yeah. Because you can still function. No, I can't. So most, most weed smokers, after they smoke, they can't function. I would argue that I don't function well, and I don't get <laughs> the joy of it getting high. It just makes me really, Wonder really agitated. Wonder who smokes can't function. Wait, what? It just makes me really, really agitated. Except just, we need to back this the fuck up. Look, I never knew you ever smoked weed. I, I mean, never what did. It's just like a Oh, concert. yeah, you went to a George yeah. Clinton concert. Same thing. <laughs> it was like a, you might as well. It was an indoor George Clinton concert. Right. I mean, that's like living in a bong. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I mean, Kevin Smith, stoner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seth Rogen, stoner. Mm-hmm. George Clinton, <laughs> stoner. They're all productive. Yes, that is Bob true. Marley, stoner. But they yeah. also do it every single day, 24 hours a day. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, stoner. I mean, he's working with Martha what Stewart. What it sounds like to me is some of the most successful people in the world are stoners. That's I'm not true. a 24-hour-a-day smoker. Not anymore. Well, now you know what you're doing wrong. <laughs> well, Steve Jobs yeah, was really. on acid. There you go. Yes, he was. He was also a dick, but whatever. Well, that results from, you know, growing up in a hippie commune. Mm. Why did you pick Aerosmith? <laughs> great song. It is a great song. <laughs> it's a wonderful song. And, it, it, you know, we've talked about this, but the interesting thing about it is, is like, um, you know, they wanted they were thinking somebody like Celine Dion or whatever to sing the song. And I I, I could, I could have heard it. Yeah. I could hear it. But they've talked about the fact that when they got their hands on it, they made it an Aerosmith song. And 
I would kind of like to hear Celine Dion's version, but it's never going to be. I mean, <clears throat> I've often said that when it comes to Beatles songs, there are only two people that I, in my opinion, have done it better than the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying other people haven't made good versions. We've discussed this before. There are some really good versions of Beatles songs out there, mm-hmm. but two people have done better. Uh, Aerosmith come together. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. And then both songs that Joe Cocker did. Agreed. Because... Joe Cocker nails. She came in through the bathroom window, and everybody talks about a little help with my <coughs> friends because of the Wonder Years. By the way, the new Wonder Years is fantastic. I just want to put that out there. First of all, any show with Dulé Hill gets my vote of approval, but it's a really good show. Mm. And Don Cheadle, I mean, it works. But uh, she came in through the bathroom window. That's the one that it's like a little help from my friends is great. But when Joe Cocker starts, she came in through the bathroom. You're like, whoa, fuck, you know. Yeah. And then when John Belushi does it, you know, when I, when I was a kid, <laughs> true story. Uh, <coughs> when I found out that Joe Cocker was white, I'm like, what the sh... Nuh-uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> no way. Uh, I, no white boy has that much soul. <laughs> I didn't know. When I was a kid, I heard him singing on the radio and stuff. And when I first saw him, I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't... <laughs> you know, I that, didn't know somebody with... <laughs> honestly, that could be a show, oh, too. Oh, God, I about said something uh, really offensive, but I didn't know somebody... <laughs> There's been a few catch. artists that I, didn't I know thought somebody for sure were black, but were white. <laughs> first of all, do you, I mean, you've seen the way he moves. Right. He looks like he's got something wrong with him. Uh, he looks like Donald Trump doing an impression of that one guy on stage. And Oof. I he does. That's yeah. kind of what Joe Cocker looks like, honestly. It's all the little nervous ticks and yeah. a lot of stage. them. And I totally was shocked that he was white. I was like, oh, my God, that dude's white. Mm-hmm. There's hope for us. Uh, <laughs> and then he died. So <laughs> we lost our hope. Nah, he's great, man, and it's a great version of the song. So, like I said, I don't think very many people do good at covers of Beatles songs, but Aerosmith did. Whenever Aerosmith gets their hands on a song, it's almost they gold. make it Aerosmith. Yeah. almost gold. So it's it's t- although I I guess are they together now? It's hard to tell with them. Come I together <laughs> right to. now. They need to. Uh, I th- I always thought that was a song about. <laughs> <laughs> Group sex, but <laughs> <laughs> is cum spelled C U M? In my God. I bet there's a movie where it is. It probably um, is, <laughs> and it's our port hub. So the next song that you picked on your list, um, it is a country song, and I'm not a country fan. But when I do like a country song, I like a country song, and this is actually, I think, a pretty good fucking song. I actually have always thought this was a pretty decent song. So here we go. It's your love It just does something to me It sends a shock right through me Good choice. I, I'm Can't getting get enough I'm getting very weird looks from the young end. If you wonder about the spell I'm on This is how you bitch, I'm doing Faith Hill's part. This is how you yes. was created, Noah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the song that was playing in the no, it sure as hell wasn't. <laughs> okay, we don't got to get well, that. What song was playing in the <laughs> background? I don't remember what song was playing in the background. <laughs> Highway to Hell? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Makes sense, because we're all going. So Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, It's Your Love, written by uh, Stephanie Smith and originally recorded by American country singer Tim McGraw. It was released in 1997 as the first single from his album, Everywhere. The song features his wife, Faith Hill, with fantastic hairdo in the video because <laughs> uh, it's so 90s her hair that i bet she looks at it now and went what the fuck was i thinking um 
Anyway, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart in its fifth week on the chart. The song stayed there for six weeks, the first time a song spent that many weeks there since Luckenbach, Texas, Back to the Basics of Love mm-hmm. in 1977. It became McGraw's and Hill's first top ten hit on the Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number seven. They later did another song to get uh, "You're My Best Friend." Mm-hmm. What did she? Was she on that song? I don't remember. Are they still together? Yeah, yeah okay. I think so. Right? I think so. Yeah, All right, good for them. He'd be dumb if he wasn't, and she would too. With that nineties hair, yeah, she's she's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. You know. but it's a real. It's actually a really good song. I, I I'm not a big country fan at all. I don't think. Most people, most people know that. But when there's a good country song, there's a good country song. Yep, and that's a good one. Unlike the other one that will end up on your list. Yeah, but we're not there yet. We'll get there. But why did you pick this song? Because I mean, if you think about it, I mean, actually listen to the words. Love will fuck you up, and everybody in this room knows it. Agreed. Yeah, and, and love will change a person. And love, love will keep us together. Mm-hmm. Love. Love will keep us together. Except they got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Oh Captain God. and Tennille, but they're still together. It's a whole weird thing. It was a. They actually got a divorce to do to scam some uh, medical insurance shit because uh, let's just say the captain had some medical problems. Well, the captain kind of looked like a porn star. Well, I'm sorry, a uh, pedophile. But go ahead. I'm not sure if he was a pedophile. Don't sue me, How Captain. How old was Tennille? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you guys are like, who the fuck are the captain and Tennille? <laughs> Uh, oh, what he did sounds kind of smart, actually. But they saying love will keep us love, love will keep us together. together. Yeah. Anyway, Tennille was hot. <laughs> she was. Uh, so this next one is the song that Stewie was like, "Damn, I wish I'd have thought of that." Even though he's not here, but he was he he was like, "That was a good song," and he would have wanted that on his list. Um, so here it is. God, she's cute. Yeah. Yep. Watching this video going, Jewel is just adorable. Mm-hmm. It's even hotter now. I think it's Ooh. weird. Like, your list shocked me a little bit. Why? It's just, just because of the, you're the genre this, jumping? Yeah. You're seeing his sensitive you're side. genre jumping? Genre jumping? Genre jumping. Genre jumping. Connery. Can we all agree, as a dude with crooked teeth, Seeing Jewel has a little crooked tooth and that she never bothered to get it fixed just makes her cuter. Right. I it, appreciate that. It's sort of like it. this whole Cindy Crawford with the mole. Yeah, that kind of hits Jewel's the spot. Jewel's cuter than Cindy Crawford. Jewel's a lot Agreed. hotter than Cindy Crawford. Agreed. Agreed. No argument from Also, me. if you watch this video, the dude in the video, he's not like pushing a six-pack, man. He looks like a normal dude. I'm like, I love her. Yeah. He's an average dude. Yeah. I have no clue who these people It gives are. me hope. Well, that was Jewel. And this was your dad's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look her uh, up. You Were Meant For Me by Jewel, written by Steve Poltz and Jewel, performed by Jewel on her first album, Pieces View, in 1995. I got a really good Jewel story I'll tell in a second. Uh. It relates the singer's incomprehension of a failed relationship and her inadequate attempts at moving on with her life. Uh, and that's pretty much what the song is. She's singing about all the mundane shit she does every day and how you just keep doing it, and she's... Like trying to fool herself into not thinking. Like she, I'm living my life. I'm, I brushed my teeth and fucking made some eggs for breakfast and yeah. You were meant for me. Was released on the second uh, 
as the second single from Pieces of You and went on to receive a great deal of recognition. It became a hit and reached number... <laughs> My screen just fucked up. Number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks, as well as number one on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Chart for a single week. In 1997, a reissue of the single containing the unreleased Foolish Games allowed the song to rebound to number seven on the Hot 100, eventually totaling 65 weeks on the Top 100, which at the time was a record. So, (laughs) Stu was a fan of Jewel. And uh, she wrote a book of poems. You guys mm-hmm. remember that? Jewel really Yeah. So Jewel was a she was a, a nomad and a hippie, right? She traveled mm-hmm. around on a bus, like lived in a bus and shit. So she wrote this book of poetry and released it and at the <laughs> I should look up her poems. So at the time <laughs> Yeah, she might she might maybe she wrote some for the show. We maybe. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So um at the time, um Stu had a crush on my stepsister. <laughs> 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 some, there's some really good stories in there, uh, but he like left his the jewel book of poems at her house with a with a note like a poem he written in it, so she would find it. Yeah, Stewie. <laughs> but the best is we were having a party here one night, and uh, Stu gets really fucking drunk. He's out on the balcony, and he's like, Stu's like a, an angry drunk, whereas I'm like, I love everybody, and I mm-hmm. phil- I'm, I philosophize. They call me the philosopher when I'm drunk. They just call me the drunk. I'm not like a huggy drunk. Right. I, I am like, I'm totally like, no, dude, I mean, life is really great. And I mean, you're a great dude. And you, like, you need to like embrace shit because I, I, I believe in you, man. That's me. They call me the philosopher. <laughs> Stu gets angry. I trust. I've been drunk around him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's very motivating. I now you, you got to get Stu real drunk, but he's an angry drunk. But it's funny. Like you'll laugh your ass off at him because he gets like really fucking. You know, it's been. I can't remember the last time I seen him drunk. He hardly ever drinks anymore. But yeah. we uh, we're we're here and he's out on the balcony. He's, he's getting all pissed. And like, she actually won't fucking talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in here, sits on the couch, and he's sitting there, and he goes. <laughs> Pukes all over his <laughs> chest. Then he like pulls his shirt off and he's standing on the balcony. Well, this is New Year's Eve. I should mention that. <laughs> Happy New Year. And like I'm like, oh my god, he's out on the balcony with no shirt on. He's just puked all over himself. So I bring him out a jacket. He's getting all pissed. She won't talk to me. I'm like, yeah, well, you're an asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> I have other drunk stew stories that are better than that. But yeah, it's just funny for me to think about it. We talk. We uh, will occasionally just give him a hard time around my sister. Like, I remember when you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so your next song uh, is right here. If I can find it. Lost and lonely. Now you've given me the will to survive. When we're Not a country song, you just think it is. I actually like this album quite a bit mm-hmm. for the most part, but I didn't really... I, I recognize this song when I played it and went to put it on the list, but I it's not one of the most popular off the album. No, it's I, not. Actually, it is. I mean, it's, it's it did okay. Uh, this is the Eagles. Eagles. Uh, written... Kevin's face is like, what? <laughs> yeah, this is off the Hell Freezes Over album. That, that, was, that was actually their bass player singing that. Came out in 1994, yeah. if you remember the Hell Freezes Over tour. It's a really good album, actually. Written by... To, to, uh, to quote the Eagles, for the record, we did not break up. 
we took a 14 year vacation. That's probably pretty accurate. Uh, that's the way I look at life. Uh, this was written by Jim Capaldi, Peter Carrick, and Peter Vale, and produced by the Eagles, Elliot uh, Shiner, and Rob Jacobs. It was first performed by the Eagles in 1994 during their Hall of Freezes Over reunion tour with lead vocalist, uh, lead vocals by bassist Timothy B. Schmidt. The song was never formally released as a single in the U.S. and thus was not eligible to appear on the Billboard Top 100 under the rules then in place. It spent three weeks at number one on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Chart in the early 1995 and reached number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay Chart. The song was nominated at the 38th Grammy Awards for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. I mean, they will fucking make up some categories. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is... Oh, okay, anyway. Uh, lost my place. According to the liner notes the accompany, uh, that accompanied their 2003 Greatest Hits CD, this song was written when Carrick, Capaldi, and Schmidt were planning to form a new group with Don Felder and Max Carl during the late 80s or early 90s. The band had the working name of Malibu Men's Choir. That's a bad name. Uh, this never materialized, so Schmidt proposed the song for the Eagles reunion album. According to Felder, they sent demo tapes to the Eagles manager, Irving Azoff, who rejected it as not good enough. <laughs> who the fuck, what kind of balls do you have to tell the Eagles something they present is not good enough? You know, they're like, we you know who, we're, we're the Eagles, right? Like you, <laughs> Every song we write is you see what we did, brilliant. Right? I did that. That's all I, ha- I did. T- I d- Hotel California. I don't have to do shit else. Fucking release my song. Every motherfucker in the world still singing Hotel California. Mm-hmm. Fucking 40 years later. 50 years later. 50 almost. years almost. God, it's frightening. Uh, you just have kind of a. I mean, they're Southern rock group, so it's not uncommon for that to kind of have that kind of country lean. Um which I'm sure is a country song, by the way, and if not, it will be because I just said it, so next week we're going to hear the country lean. It's the country lean, you know? I mean, they got that fucking song right now that, I'm bougie like Applebee's on a fuck off. What? You would like that song. Shut up. The song is praising Applebee's and Natty Light. Uh, so is Kid Rock going to make an appearance, I'm assuming? Well, yeah, it's like the white trash anthem. <laughs> it's like... I'm bougie like Applebee's on a date night. <laughs> Lucky girl. <laughs> Yo, you never uh, take your bitch to Red Lobster. We're going to appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> Red Lobster, uh, that's where the class is at. I'm just saying. I get it, though. I mean, I get the catchiness of certain country songs. I don't like them, but it doesn't mean I don't understand how. I always say that uh, music is subjective and that everyone is free to like whatever they want. With the exception of Hole. <laughs> if you fucking like Hole. <laughs> you take everything, <laughs> take everything away from me. That's Hole, right? Courtney Love? Yeah. Okay. Fuck that bitch. That's gross. Yeah, fuck she that can bitch burn in like, hell for all eternity. It, it, it's just like, look how like doll parts. I'm like, the song fucking, she fucking sucks. She can't She sing. didn't pull the trigger. But she, she drove him to it. I exactly. so fuck that. Hey man, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I watched that fucking documentary, and I think that bitch absolutely had him killed. Oh, for 100% sure, one hundred percent think she had him. Have you ever seen the fucking gun? Mm-hmm. I am not a conspiracy theorist. There's no fucking way he could have shot himself with that gun. The, the one of the things it's, I saw. There's no said, way. 
said that because the barrel was so long, it's too long that he actually used his toe to pull the trigger. Except, yeah, no. except they've already. Pro- I mean, I think he had his shoes on. They know he didn't pull his fucking. Was it sort of like a Rube Goldberg sort of contract? And she had been making comments, like setting up that he was going to kill himself. Like I, I think bitch absolutely had him mm. killed. If you watch that fucking documentary, you're like. What the fuck? How are they? How is she? How are they not? What? I've seen plenty of documentaries on it, and it just doesn't add up. She definitely was involved. And when I say she can burn in hell, I mean like the darkest, <laughs> deepest yeah. pits. Hell is too good for her. I think what we're Ooh. saying is we don't like Courtney Love. Now, how we got there from the Eagles? Whatever. Because we love them. Guys, guys. You had, to, you had to say whole. I mean, that's all it took. <laughs> Uh, Eagles. Why'd you pick the song? I mean, besides the fact that it's the Eagles. I mean, th- this is one of those songs that. Oh shit! You <laughs> what is with you tonight? <laughs> what the what fuck? The fuck dude? Are you shaking all your drinks up before you? No, bring it it's out? just like it just kind of like uh, explodes. I <laughs> it's one of those songs that you pretty much can can tell the person you're with that hey, no matter how bad shit gets, we still got love. That That's why true. we're together to begin with. So you're saying love. Love Love will keep alive. you together. Love, love, love. <laughs> It all comes back to fucking Give Captain and Daniel. <laughs> I could have actually done, uh, Vitamin C did a cover of that song in the 90s. Love will keep us together. There you go. Uh, your next song, I'm all for this one. This is a good song. That it only takes a minute of your precious time What band is this, Casey? What? what? <laughs> did you? Oh, my God. Did you just think? Did you just talk in your slide whistle thinking it was your <laughs> microphone? I did. He did. <laughs> and we sat here watching nothing. That's I the did. worst part. I can't deny it. You're I right. Did. It's public enemy. Um, uh, whoa. Well, I, I can't beat what you just did. We should end the fucking show. Uh, we, we have to. That was great. Uh, 1993 by Def Leppard, Two Steps Behind. Uh off their studio album Retroactive and the soundtrack for the film. I, this fucks me up. This was in the shitty ass movie, The Last Action Hero. Uh, <sighs> what a uh, piece of shit that was. It reached number five on the Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock Tracks chart and number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Def Leppard recorded two different versions of the song an electric version and an acoustic version. The widely released one was the acoustic version, uh, which featured on the greatest uh, hits, The Vault, which is. I mean, it is their greatest hits, but it is awesome. Um, the song was composed and uh, demoed by lead singer Joe Elliott in 1989 during the writing and recording session of the album's fifth, uh, of the band's fifth album, Adrenalize. The track was shelved for three years until it resurfaced following a late night uh, acoustic jamming session with Hot House Flowers. I don't know what that is. In March 1992, which yielded three B-side tracks, when Elliot suggested recording Two Steps Behind, Colin suggested that it be recorded as an acoustic version. The track was recorded in a few hours in April of 1992 and was released as the B-side to Make Love Like a Man in the UK. 
Later in 1993, the producers of the film The Last Action Hero contacted the band, wanting a new song for the soundtrack. As the band were on tour at the time, they didn't have the time to record a new song. So instead, they just sent... They were like, what shit do we got laying around? They sent this. How this fit into The Last Action Hero, I don't fucking know. But it did. Uh, and so they added it on there. They added the strings into the song and kind of redid it up a little bit to uh, tool it around. Uh, on uh, what's really cool is um, this song and one other are the only two songs that they tip that they still tend to play from their '90s stuff when they're on tour now. Do you know what the other song w- is? So they tend to play two songs from their from this album from uh, Retroactive when they tour still. There's only two songs they play, usually. Two Steps Behind, and you'll know as soon as I say it. Do you want to get rocked? <laughs> let's get, let's get rocked. Right, right. Yeah, mm. Kevin's Duh. looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a great song. It's a really good song. Yep. It was a good pick. Uh, so that's why you picked it. Cause yeah, that, wherever, wherever and, and always letting, letting the person you're with know, hey, I'm right here. I've got your back. It's a little creepy. I'm always two steps behind you. <laughs> Every breath you <laughs> take. <laughs> uh, it's not as bad as the stalker song. I mean, <laughs> and we're going out with a big fuck you, Spanky, on your last song. Hey, it I is what it is. Don't think you understand the depths to which I hate this song, but you picked it, so I will play it. Here uh, we go. Let's be the judge. Do you love me? Do you want to be my friend? Well, if you do. Don't be afraid to take me by the hand If you want to Ready? I think this is how love goes Check yes or no (laughs) So much Hey, hey, Spake Dog I feel you Of course you do This Thank you This is a romance Some real quick notes on it Why did you pick this atrocity? I think when you were when you were younger, yep, and you and that is the premise you, of the entire. You song. go to ask a girl out when, like, especially when you were yeah, in we elementary school, you pass the note. Hey, you want to go out? Yes or no? Check it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Plain your explanation. Simple. That's okay, the well, worst this is reason by you could have straight, used. Uh, check yes or no. Written by Danny Wells and Dana Hunt Black, and recorded by American country singer George Strait. It was released in September of '95 as the lead single from his box set, Straight Out of the Box. Oh, that's some clever shit. It brings back some memories of yeah, like me handing out like Transformer Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> oh my god! And checking yes. I mean, it was yeah. 1995. So what the fuck were you giving Transformer cards? <laughs> you fucking weird ass teenager. <laughs> High school was rough. I'm starting to understand. <laughs> date. <laughs> Is this why you just now went on a date? Because. <laughs> I'm giving her Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I rode the slow bus. Oh At least God. it ain't herpes. Yeah. In his defense, this song peaked at uh, number one on both U.S. Billboard Country Chart and the Canadian RPM Country Chart. The next bit of this song was just, or the next bit of this information was just too good not for me not to mention. Uh, and I don't know why, but they felt it necessary to let people know this. The music video for the song featured actor, singer, songwriter Michael Ray Ryan as the main character and Don Wagoner, 
the real life founder of the Texas bikini team as the main character's leading lady. They yeah. fucking talk about that as if the she was she was in the video. Texas bikini team. Laddie <laughs> 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 dad. Uh, I, it, what's funny is Spank Dog sent me um, the first song he sent me. I was like, that's from the 80s, man. I was like, thank God, Dodgeball. Because mm. <laughs> I'll tell him what it is in a second. I actually am a big fan of him, but I hate his fucking music. I know that sounds weird. No, no I get it. But I think he's a great dude, but his music is like just garbage. So he sends me <laughs> he sends me Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. and uh, Me and my mom used to make fun of that song. <laughs> Um, there's like a line in it where he says like, I'll love you even if all your hair falls out because I didn't fall in love with your hair anyway. <laughs> like, oh my what God. God. But uh, the best line for me is the last line of that song, which is, if you wonder how long I'll be faithful, just listen to how this song ends because I'm going to love you forever and ever. Forever and ever, amen. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, quick question: <laughs> Is Randy Travis still alive? Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. I, I, he has TikTok uh, actually. Really? Oh, he has somebody helping him with his TikTok. <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah. yeah, he had he he got pretty fucked up by a stroke. Yeah. When I was like a wee lad growing up <laughs> in the hard streets about healthy Ohio. Yeah. Um, I used to, there were like, when I was handing out transformer cards, <laughs> all the girls but, he admired uh, slightly before that, like back when I was in the fourth grade, I, when I was in the last Hi, program, Cindy. <laughs> 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 on a serious note, <laughs> when I was in the last key program, I was helping out this, this blind kid. <laughs> Who was really big into Randy Travis for some reason. Oh, and, you know, it, this, every time I hear about Randy Travis, it kind of reminds me of this blind kid. So I think his name was TJ, you if you're I'm listening. this color? <laughs> he was white. <laughs> right, that's my point. His name was TJ. TJ. <laughs> White TJ. That's what we called him. White TJ. Was his last name Hooker? Hooker? No. Oh, my God. We're good. Not sure if his mom was. <laughs> oh, my God. You should have found out. So KC and did that's some, how she paid for the bills. KC did some songs, too. Uh, <laughs> I had her out, but I'm afraid of this list. No, it's okay. It's uh, it's it's. We definitely had some different blends here, the three of us. There's actually two songs on KC's list I don't like either. We'll get to those. <laughs> well, there was two songs I didn't like on your list. Bullshit. What were they? I can't remember. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because he's been drinking. Yeah, there he is. Kevin's first song. This isn't one of them. I like this one. Thank you. T-Boss. Left Eye. T-Boz Kind of always did it for him The TLC T-Boz and Chili TLC baby 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 Way before Justin Bieber did that shit uh, uh, The second single released from their debut studio album Ooh On the TLC tip That's what it's called Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1992 And their second consecutive top 10 hit 
It was the most successful single from their album, reaching number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, where it was kept from being number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 by... Although we've come to the end of the road. So respectively, if you're going to be beat by a band, Boys to Men is the band. At least it wasn't R. Kelly. Amen. Mm. Honolulu. Uh, It held the runner-up spot for six weeks from August 15th to uh, September 19th in 1992. The number one uh, and number one on the Billboard Hot hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart giving them their first number one single on the chart, written and produced by Babyface, L.A. Reid, and Daryl Simmons. I mean, got some names backing you there. The song features lead vocals from Tion Tebas Watkins with Rosanda Chili Thomas ad-libbing and singing the middle eight sections. And the first, uh, in, it is the first song not to contain a rap by Lisa Left Eye Lopez, who instead recorded a rap for the song's remix version. Then she burned down somebody's house or some shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah. She was hot, but she was fucking crazy. <laughs> That's the best kind of Stu, Stu has their Funko Pop. I just want most to. of the really? most of the hot ones are yeah. crazy. Yeah. Didn't she like burn down like, uh, like a, a football player? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. House and burn shit. down the mansion. Mm-hmm. You know, worth it. Hat sex, yeah. With left eye. Well, I mean, that doesn't sound as sexy as it is. You didn't know who Lisa Left Eye Lopez was. She was, you know, she only could see it out of her left eye, so that's... Short you know. eye patch was the thing. Yeah. Chicks and high, uh, eye patches. It was a sexy it's pirate thing. We all, we all like it. Angelina Jolie in an eye patch. I mean, you'll get the kind of the kink, I'm okay, just saying. Okay, so yeah. Kevin has a weird eye patch kink. <laughs> <laughs> Discover this. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Guilty! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you picked this song. Yes, I did. I mean, baby, baby, baby. I mean, it brought back the you know the nineties. Ooh, baby, baby, baby. Ooh, is that what? Oh, it yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like that, but with an R and B version. So you know, just kind of better. It's sort of it like could, that, but it kind of flips my cookie. So you know, it what flips my cookie? He said, "Flips his okay. cookie." Okay, all right. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now the next song on your list I fucking love. All right, shoot. So um, this is also not the one that I don't like. <laughs> uh, let's put it this way. I'm really, really, really glad that that's my backup. Okay, so Be- what uh, happened is I said six songs. He sent me like eight. <laughs> not not with his honorable mention. And then, but we, he sent a song, and in his defense, it was re-released in the 90s, but... Benita Applebaum. But it was, yes. On, yeah. But it was, the band, the same band had released it in the Tribe 80s Called first, Quest, yes, yes. Which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. So I just went with his... His extra song, which happened to be "Remember the Time," which is fucking great, song. great choice, is, yeah, very good, great fucking song. Uh, the video is awesome. Nineteen ninety-two, yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah, my late friend is a huge Michael Jackson fan, so uh, it's by Michael Jackson, songwriter Michael Jackson. It was released on Epic Records on January fourteenth, ninety-two, as the second single from Jackson's eighth studio album, "Dangerous," which was 
Dangerous. Did the dude ever not fucking release something that you were like, this is the best? Uh, the song was written and composed by Ted Riley Jackson and Bernard Bell and produced by Riley and Jackson. The song's lyrics are written about remembering having fallen in love with someone. Duh. The song was commercially successful, peaking at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Billboard Hot R&B singles, as well as the mainstream uh, Top 40 chart is certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA. A nine-minute music video directed by John Singleton. Yes, that John Singleton. Poison Hood. Yep. Marketed as a short film because it was Michael Jackson. Was released for the song. The video is set to uh, set in ancient Egypt and features appearances by... Q-Tip. I'm just kidding. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Ice Cube. Uh, Iman. 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 Tommy Tiny Zeus Lister. And I thought Magic. it was Amon. Amon, I-Man. I mean, it's I-M-A-N. I would say I-Man. But it, David Bowie's wife. Uh, and Magic Johnson. It appeared on the video albums, Dangerous, the short films, video uh, greatest hits, his story, and Michael Jackson's vision. Teddy Riley stated in a 96 Los Angeles Times interview that he was inspired to write the song after hearing Jackson describe how he had fallen in love with his soon-to-be wife, Debbie Rowe. However, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> However, and a two. <laughs> I was trying to get through it fast, and then I could get, uh, in a 2011. Uh, however, in a 2011 reply to a fan on Twitter, Riley denied that the song was about Roe. Of course, others have noted that when the single was originally released in 1992, Jackson dedicated the song to. Anybody want to take a guess who Michael Jackson dedicated the song to? It's Michael Jackson. Who has he been in love with for fucking ever? Children? <laughs> that is wrong. And you fit in well here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make that joke, but I can't. There is somebody <laughs> Michael Jackson has been in love with forever. She's even been in music videos. Uh, Brooke Shields. No. no. Elizabeth Taylor. No, no. Diana Ross. Oh. No. I was going to say Bubbles the Chill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh Iman plays the object of desire, and rightly so. And while Jackson had leading ladies in previous videos, including Thriller and the The Way You Make Me Feel, the way this you was make the f- what was the first time for this video? The this was time? the first time something happened in one of his videos. This was the first time he kissed someone on screen. Oh, and there was like kind of controversy about it. Like people were like, "He didn't really kiss her," but he did. I mean, it's pretty clear that he kissed her on the video, but he never did before. Wow. She was just, you know, she was just too old for him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually don't <laughs> feel that way about Michael Jackson. I want to make that joke back on. I think it was just uh, <laughs> some money grab shit, but uh, it's a great fucking song. I mean, would you care to elaborate on why you? I mean, I I love the music of Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I will, you know, like, there. Uh, just the other day, I'm like playing all his hits. The man was the king of pop. Well, if you buy the the Michael Jackson uh, hit album, whatever, it's pretty fucking great. Yeah, so stick that in, you'll be happy all night. And when you're talking '90s, remember the time that yeah. was like everything smashed. he did in the '90s. Yeah. It's it's amazing to me that the guy can like be in the '70s and huge, and mm-hmm. then in the '80s and get even bigger, and then the '90s come and you're like, surely he's not. Oh fuck, he's doing good stuff here too. Yeah, yeah. Jackson Five, yeah. hold me like the River Jordan. Yeah, that was for the movie Free Willy. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about it's that. It's a good movie. Sure. Kind of. Jason James Richter. When J- I was younger. Jason James Richter. How the fuck I remember that? I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, your next album, or next album. 
Yeah, Kevin gave me a whole album, um, <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to play that. It's the next two songs that I'm not a big fan of. Okay. <sighs> um, and he'll probably get mad at me for the version of this I picked, but it's the one I could stand the most. <laughs> <laughs> This version's okay, but this isn't the popular version of this song. Right, the popular's more acoustic. It's, yeah, it's all acapella. Yes. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. Yeah. Did I like this song? <laughs> huh? I like this song. Thank this you. It's okay, but what you don't understand is in the '90s, this was not the version that they no, played. No, it was an acapella. It was acapella, version. and it. I, I just didn't do it for me. I don't know. You see, back uh, when I was a wee lad growing up in the mean streets of uh, Mahothy, Ohio, <laughs> I, you know, sung acapella. It, like, I had the bass voice because I developed early in my youth. Oh, and okay. It's all the hormones yeah. they put in chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, they just, like, shoot them up. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Stu's not here. <laughs> uh, shy? Yeah. That's how you say his name? Shy? Right? Shy, shy? Well, it's a shy. group. Well, that's how you say their name? Shy? Yeah. Shay? Shy? Yeah, Shy. Uh, if, if I Ever Fall in Love Again uh, by Soul Quartet Shy. The song reached number two in the U.S. in 1992 and peaked at number one. In, whoops, don't do that. Peaked at number one in the U.S. R&B charts. The eight, uh, it's eight weeks at number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S., which was held off. From the top slot, due to massive, massive, <laughs> massive success of someone from a female artist we have talked about on this show more than once. You guys want to take a guess? That doesn't narrow it down at all. No. What's well, nineteen ninety two, and this girl dominated the charts with a song that was not hers. Or was Whitney it Bjork? Houston. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Oh, Whitney Houston. Oh. Okay. And the song was. We'll always love you. We'll always. Every dog in the neighborhood. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What's all that barking? Anyway, that meant it held the record for the second most weeks at number two in the charts history at the time, behind foreigners. I've been waiting for a girl like you. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, if this would have been the version we got all the time, I would have probably liked it. More. I just don't like the acapella version. It's just, I just think really? it's, it's just boring uh, for me. Okay, for me. For me. Hmm? Uh, but then you followed it up by a, a band that I love, uh, and the one song that I never cared for, although a huge <laughs> hit. Just don't like the song. It's a- This album, by the way, is awesome. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? That's dancing. I know you would be a confused, but it is. Stella's getting her groove on over there. Do you know the band? Three words: Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes, Tony, Tony. Tony. Uh, American R.B. Tony Tony Tony. It was released on September fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. Is the second single from their studio album, Sons of Soul. Actually, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be Tony Tony Tone? It's Tony Tony Tone. Yeah, it's, I thought it was Tony Tony Tony. I mean, this has been a d- heavily like, debated I mean, they thing. They put like a like a, they put a little thing over the yeah e. thing over e. Yeah. yeah. 
to make it a Tony. I, I mean, it probably is Tony, 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 but a Tony, Tony, Tony sounds much better in my opinion. You can yeah. get some Tony, Tony, Tony pizza uh, and was, listen to this. It was delicious. written by group members Raphael Wiggins and keyboardist Carl Wheeler. The song became a hit for Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. Peaking at number two on the R- Hot R&B singles chart, it was certified gold by the RIAA. For shipments of 500,000 copies in the United States. It earned the group Grammy Award nominations for Best R&B Song and Best R&B Performance by a duo group with vocals in 1994. It actually lost to something that, I mean, it's hard. You're just not going to beat Janet Jackson. Yeah, that is true. That's the way love goes. That, I'll take a beating ooh. from Janet Jackson. Mm. It also lost to... Uh, <laughs> I should have put that. That should have been on the list, too. It also lost to Sade's No Ordinary Love, which is also... Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat mm. those. Both songs that could have been on this list. Shit. Easily. I missed my chance. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, Fucked it up. I mean, anything. just like Magic Johnson missed his chance in a porn career with that name. Great. Well, the point. HIV would have put a hindrance to that. Career. I mean, it didn't stop other people. That is true. Um, like her brother, pretty much anything Janet touches turns to gold. So it's hard mm-hmm. to beat either one, Sade or Janet. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, both finally say. And both good songs. Mm-hmm. So uh, hard to beat those. Yeah. But then we get into a song I actually had never heard before. By a band that I kind of like, so when I heard it, I actually liked this. So this was your next one. Kissing in the back row, how we missed the movies. Said you had cotton mouth, the apple juice was groovy. Splish, smoking on my lips. Apple juice kissing makes me roll my hips. Say anything. Kissing in the doorway, nowhere else to play. Cotton mouth, pillow lips, better take a swig of the splish. Smack on my oh, lips. Oh, yeah. Apple juice kissing makes me roll my hips. That's my boots are Easy to that was your Bootsy? That was my Bootsy. Now, Bootsy's not going to do the show because of that horrible. Groove is in the heart. It's Delight. Yes. Okay. This is Apple Juice Kissing by Delight. I'd never heard this song. Uh, the third and final studio album for the house music group Delight, released in July 1994 via Elektra Records. That's all the notes I have because I couldn't find much on the song. Yeah, I mean. The song, I mean, Apple Juice Kissing, I think Apple Juice and Making Love in a Park, <laughs> delicious. I, I'm sleeping into uh, like a Christopher Walken You did thing, a little yeah. bit, and I like your reasoning, and it's all good. Yo! Uh, <laughs> no. But I gotta tell you, this delight it's is delightful. delightful. Apple Juice Kissing never scared me. Or no, wait. Frankenstein never scared me. My soup deals do. Because they're fast. (laughs) 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 Uh, And that's it. Uh, He's got one more song, and it's this one. And it is Kevin. I want to see if you can guess what artist. Take a wild guess. It's Kevin. Remember that. And he picked an artist. Prince. (laughs) There you go. Flesh of my flesh. It's Prince. This is such a dirty song. And God Created Women by Prince from the Love Symbols album 1992, the 15th track, 14th song. Yeah, that's what I said. On Prince's uh, 14th album, which, which is this album. 
Yeah, the sign. Yeah, the symbol album. It's called when he changed his name. The love symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second album to be credited to Prince and the New Power Generation. This is the story of Adam Eve from the Purple Crooner's perspective. Uh, in his version, <laughs> the creation of Eve. He takes a look at the story, but makes it almost dirty. <laughs> he makes it real dirty. Yeah, you know, Prince was both biblical and perverted. So yeah, there's a know, whole there's a whole lot of so- uh, there's a whole lot of uh, in your window talk about being tempted <laughs> by her in this in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, in this version, though, Eve is just too much, just too much for Adam, and uh, she's tossed out of Eden, but not Adam. Uh, but Adam spends the rest of the time wondering if he's gonna ever. Get to know Eve in the biblical sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but he finally got some peace and quiet if she got kicked out. Hey. Oh. <laughs> so that's uh, that's it. You had an honorable mention in there. You want to mention your honorable mention? Well, my honorable mention was Benita Applebaum. Well, not that one. Well, what? That was from the 80s. Oh, uh, yeah, that was from the 80s. Um, let's see. Diggable Planets. By oh, yeah. The Diggable Planets Jetton. I mean, it's a pretty smooth beat. I mean, it's not really. Mm, it, it's smooth that it could be a romantical song. Okay, what about you? Did you have any uh, honorable mentions that we didn't mention? I did actually. And you I had just get two sick honorable of him mentions. Smooth. <laughs> it is it, velvety smooth. It's very velvety smooth. Yeah. Reeling back in. Yeah, just, just. Did you have any that we didn't mention though? Yes. Um. No. So it's kind of hard. I mean, uh, honestly, going through my list, I just really, like, I compiled a lot of songs. And I was like, but if it were me and my personality, what would I put on this list? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I went. Uh, and then, as we always know, as the week progressed, there was shit. I was like, damn it. Should have put that on my freaking list. Yeah. But we six songs. We, we try to limit it for well, time's sake, which we, you know. It's all about the personality. I think it's all yeah. about the Benjamins, which almost yeah. made my list. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't almost make my list. <laughs> Um, we need to make money songs. I'll give her credit because I know she listens to the show. And Melissa's like, "I made a list," and she sent it to me. I'm like, "I don't think you under, you're not, you're not grasping the point of the show," which she thought was hilarious that I said that because she sent me like 20 songs. It's, it's the point is trying to narrow it. Mm. <laughs> you, you can't just list every song from the 90s that you like. But that can be tricky. There were a couple others that, uh, like, honest to God, like uh, "Too Much" by the Spice Girls. Spice Girls, like that was there was there was. There was a lot of 90s stuff that, like, it was hard not to make the list. But I was trying to think, like, where was I at in the 90s? Um, this was, for me, the early 90s. Later 90s was a lot of industrial. Right. <laughs> like, it had been a lot of, like, stabbing westward and, uh, <laughs> like, you know, Meanwhile, I was kills. I was still handing out Transformer Valentine's Day cards, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we got another episode coming out in a couple weeks. We're glad to be back. I think. I think overall, Woo-hoo! I'm glad to be back. Uh, Welcome back. We have an interesting Halloween episode coming out. Uh, thanks to KC. I think last year when we did the Halloween music episode, mm-hmm. there'll be music on this next episode. Don't worry. Yeah, that's not what you're thinking at all. Don't be afraid. KC suggested something, and I ran with it like a fucking dog with a bone. So. Oh yes. Yeah. So we will be back in a couple of weeks with that. Uh, please, by all means, write us. We are your... Da- oh, see, I know not everybody understands. Your is Y-O-U-R, not apostrophe, and it's your, as in pertaining, like owning by... You. Your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, let us know what you would put on your list. You can follow us on Twitter, too. I put that out there uh, yeah. just to see what people... And Skiz not actually tweeted. Yeah, and, I saw that. Um, I wish Don't I should grab that. It. Yeah, we're on Reddit now. Yeah, sure. And Facebook. Although I don't think we do much on Facebook. Not really. Uh, no. Well, that's because Stu's in charge of that shit. Yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing on Facebook. And right now, Stu's slacking. Twitter's me, so I actually tweet shit. Stu's on Facebook. And, well, we haven't done anything in a couple don't months. Don't put me yet. in charge of it. It might be worse. <laughs> and I'm working my ass off on mixtape on the subreddit. So just <laughs> the mixtape. I'm sorry. The mix underscore tape podcast. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. Uh, please, if you're listening to us, I mean, it was really exciting for us to see that all these that people were listening. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't Feel know because we tried to get you. We tried to give you guys shit, and nobody responded. We'll 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 maybe do that contest again here soon. We got like zero responses, so I got shit to give away. Yo, uh, Canada, let me put some of my chili on some of that poutine. Yeah, Canada, if that ain't dirty enough for show you. Show us why you're better than the United States. Yeah. All that hockey hullabaloo and that bitch in Murray, too. All that fucking <laughs> health care. <laughs> I mean, I no, you know what? Care. We can't fuck with Canada. They're up there going like, huh, look at this little fucker, Justin Bieber, eh? Let's send him down to the United States, right. eh? Right. <laughs> these dumbasses deal with him. You can have fucking Ryan Gosling, too. We don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep Ryan Gosling. Wait, give it, right? no. That's our Deadpool. No, mother... That's Ryan what? Reynolds. That's Ryan Reynolds. What did you just say? Oh, sorry. No, they uh, did the, give us that was that, that's, that, that was that, them letting uh, us have Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, to make up for the other uh, shit. William uh, Shatner uh, and Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, makes up for Justin Bieber. Uh, Canada, I am sorry. It's I kinda apologize. like it's kinda like trading like uh uh I, baseball cards. They're like <laughs> now I feel we'll like give you we'll give you a Ryan Reynolds and a William Shatner, eh? But you gotta take Justin Bieber. <laughs> We're like, fuck! I made a we international really them, incident. I mean, what we, are they getting? Justin Bieber's mom should have went to the clinic. <laughs> they got rid of Justin Ooh. Bieber. That's oh, true. You know, they're like but we could have got rid of him back in the '90s if his mom would have went to the fucking clinic. And they occasionally oh, loan us people, like you know, like uh, you know, like the fucking Second City TV guys and shit. Mm-hmm. But we don't get to keep Eugene them. Levy. Come on, we don't get to keep them though. No, we just get loaned like. Second City, yeah, SC2, shit. oh God, that was a great show. They're pissed off at us for what we did to John Candy. Mm. We're sorry. John Candy. I miss that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. He's awesome. He was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah. Here's a quarter. Go downtown and have a mold, or a, <laughs> a rat and all that thing off your face. The I tell only, you what. <laughs> the only thing I will say about John Candy, he fucked up our chances at the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. Just saying. The, yeah, the Bengals, the Bengals did screwed that, that up. Yeah, that's his fault. Nope, I'm just saying. I mean, he gave the 49ers courage. Yeah, just long story. If you're on There's the Bengals in the first place, you're screwed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know. I can't argue with that. What podcatcher you guys are listening to this on? It could be iTunes, could be Podbean, could be Stitcher. I don't. We're know. not a sports podcast. Uh, Spotify. We don't care. Uh, if you get a second, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And please leave us some feedback. We'll take anything you, you want to send us because we think it's funny. But if you want to sing something, we love that shit. Yeah, we love karaoke. Oh yeah, and we'll play that shit here on the Drunken show. karaoke, uh, especially from Japan. I want to hear that shit. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be amazing. Send it, us that, please. Yeah. Um. And if and if and if we start getting feedback, we'll we'll do some shit. We've talked about adding a phone line and doing call-in episodes, but um, we want to do some special shit for you. Oh, but we need to hear your feedback. Let us know if you thought the show was better without Stu. And 
I can already tell you it was better without <laughs> That's an honor. Uh, and we may have somebody else that will start joining us here if we can work things out uh, as a regular, semi-regular host. And I'm really looking forward to that if we can make it happen. That will be awesome. Uh, much love to our, our man Skiz, not for our opening theme song. We love you, Skiz. And uh, I think that's all we got for this episode. But tune back in in a couple weeks for a Halloween episode. Uh, and until next we speak, remember to always stay, stay awesome. awesome.
with her God. I don't know. None of that picked up on the mic. I'm glad it didn't pick up on the mic. <laughs> Hang on. I wish it would have. Oh. Yeah, whatever, you fat bitch. 